0: Very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. A policeman must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary.
1: From this day
0: forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. the citizens of America are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you the people hold on to your seats buckle up for safety you are now entering another dimension with the scott adams show
2: That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And man, we have a lot to cover today. Uh, there's a lot of um, uh, important stories to talk about. Uh, so we're just going to get through a couple of the uh, lightweight stories, like the coronation of the king, right over the that happened over the weekend. Um, I had said something to this effect. Uh, the the ratings, I, I believe, were really poor. Nobody cared about King Charles. He wasn't uh, anything intriguing. Everybody knows who he is. And what he is is a real slime bucket. I mean, the guy is a globalist to the nth degree. There's pictures of him. Uh, with Klaus Schwab in 1992 at the annual meeting at the World Economic Forum. And, um, you know, so he's he's just been one of these characters that's just been part of the globalist regime. And he's been close with uh, Rishi Sunak, you know, the uh, globalist leader that's now basically was an unelected official uh, that's now the prime minister. Um, So they've, you know, the people are the victims of globalism. People, the middle class, the foundation, the fabric of society and religion is also the victim of globalism because globalists see the government as having all the solutions and answers and the control And the only thing standing in their way is the voter block in the middle class and God. And that's the only things that are standing in the way of globalism. And that's why they keep on saying things like, trust the science. Trust the science. Well, that is a dog whistle for do not trust your religion. Do not trust your heart. Do not trust your gut instincts. Do not trust your uh, the eyes, uh, what you are seeing. Do not believe what you are seeing. Do not believe in your God. Do not trust your instincts. Do not be a whole person. Trust the science because the science is government. That's what they're saying every single time they say it. Trust the science. They're basically saying, "Trust us. We're the government." And we're better, and better they're not. So I said, the shocking lack of interest in the royal coronation of King Charles is a direct result of the royal family's overt support of globalism, tyranny that supports a new world order, including a G7 BRICS partnership between innovation and slave labor where G7 are the innovators and BRICS represents the slave labor. That, folks, is the slimy new world order that the globalists have in mind because they see pure profit and unadulterated power. So... I said, the shocking lack of interest in the royal coronation of King Charles is a direct result of the royal family's overt support of globalism tyranny that supports a new world order, including a G7 BRICS partnership between innovation and slave labor, NATO expansion, I could also say the word aggression, ESG, social social, uh, um, it's a social scoring system, Uh, green scoring system, and DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that's really about dividing people, uh, dividing the middle class, DEI. ESG is about controlling uh, corporations to do the right thing in abiding by the Paris Agreement and abiding by uh, the WHO pandemic mandates and abiding by all these things. And if you don't abide by them, you don't get a good score. You don't get the loan. You don't control your money. Of course, that's the CBDCs. We have scandemics leading to inflation and banking collapses, climate hoaxes that in the end crush the middle class and control, the mon- uh, the control your money and food, and energy, and civil liberties. Hashtag globalism sucks. It really and truly does. But that's why King Charles didn't get a lot of uh, interest. Because nobody believes a word he says. Nobody cares about the tyranny and the, the villainous leadership that has now become the royal family. It's going to be the end of it. I mean, under the leadership of Queen Elizabeth, there was a lot more going. Uh, There was some talk about ending the royal family as we know it. But now with King Charles, and then you got Harry and Meghan Markle, and that BS, it's crazy. Another globalist is George Soros. Well, George Soros learned over the weekend that uh, George Soros acquired Vice Media. Vice. Remember Vice? Vice Media for $400 million after left-wing propaganda outlet loses over $5 billion in value because, yeah, Biden got 81 million votes for pushing radical liberal globalist tyranny. Yeah, that's the thing. Why are these liberal institutions closing down? Why is... Is it when Tucker leaves Fox News that Fox News gets crushed? And, uh, you know, so it's because what's being being presented to us in the media and what's being presented to us by politicians is actually paid for by BlackRock-owned and Vanguard-owned corporations. And BlackRock and Vanguard are both part of the globalist agenda. That's why they mandate that their corporations, that they finance, they have a say, just like what Fox News did. Fox News fired Tucker because they own over 15% of Fox News. And they have a lot of muscle. And it's not just what they own in stock. But they also own stake in all of the major corporations in the world. All of them. Every one of them. And what do you think they do? They advertise at CNN and MSNBC and Fox News. And BlackRock could just flip a switch and say, stop advertising on Tucker Carlson's page on his show. Stop it. Don't fund them. Until he heals, until he learns to heal, until he obeys our commands, we will not give him a red cent. And there it is. And so Soros, who also owns a lot of voting machine patent rights and blueprints and owns a lot of stake in a lot of different voting machines, starting with Smartmatic, which was a company I think now defunct, but. Or, or, just rebranded, um, but he he has been doing this for over twenty years. He's been involved with election voting machines. George Soros, the guy that actually supported the Nazis as a Jewish, uh, uh, as as a Jew that was protected by a Christian, when his family was killed by the Nazis, turned around and actually stole. Uh, help the Nazis rape and pillage communities of Jewish people. I mean, you can't get any sicker and more hypocritical than that. What does this guy live for? What does this guy, George Soros, see in the mirror when he looks into it? And of course, we heard the video and audio. Um, He doesn't care. Only the strong survive, he might say. And... There's the blueprint for COVID, killing off the weak. Isn't that what Hitler said? We only want the blonde hair, blue eyed, white Aryan race. the The good people. We're going to take all the other people and get rid of them. We only want the best of the best. Isn't that what eugenics is about? You know, with uh, Margaret Sanger, put all the um, put all the uh, Planned Parenthoods and abortion clinics. In, in minority communities, get rid of the minorities and keep only the white and strong people. These are all radical liberal people. The liberals are the racists the, that wrote the Jim Crow laws in the South. The Democrats did. The Democrats are the ones that stood for segregation, like George Wallace did in Alabama. A registered Democrat, a Democrat governor, who stood and said he didn't want to integrate schools. It's the NAACP that votes lockstep. And it's all these people that are talking about reparations that are liberals. Black Lives Matter is liberal. All of these radical groups, the Weather Underground, liberal. Every one of them. I can't name. And, And the Ku Klux Klan, of course, we know was established by a liberal. The last senator who walked the halls of the Congress, of the of the um, Capitol building was a ranking Senator for the Democrats. And he was the last Senator that was basically a recruiter for the Ku Klux Klan in his lifetime. And that's Robert Byrd from West Virginia. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how, well, I do know how I do know. It's the media that spins it. If you say it, and they're the ones that will say, if you tell a lie long enough, people will start to believe it. And, you know, so that's what we have there, right? And, you know, one of the lies is that the Allen, Texas, mall killer you're supposed to believe is a white supremacist happens to be Mauricio Garcia, a uh, a gang member, a gang member for the, uh, from the Rio Grande Valley, and he's a gang member of a gang called Tango Blast, basically a part of the cartels that was let through the southern border, but they don't want to talk about that. Seems like all these killers are either these weirdo trans people or... They are, they are uh, confused about their gender, <laughs> whatever that is, um, or they are radically left and they have some sort of a manifesto. They hate their government. They hate their com- country. They hate people. But shock, the white supremacists that ran down 20 illegal immigrants and killed seven in Brownsville, Texas— is recovering in the hospital. And of course, he um, is black Hispanic uh, and uh, he has tattoos all over his body that basically shout, it's a Mexican Tango Blast prison gang tattoo. So go figure on that. Got a couple more things along this vein that I want to wipe out, wipe clean so we can get this out of the way because we have some other bigger fish to fry today. But take a listen to, um, first, Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab expresses his great admiration for China, which tells you that the World Economic Forum, which is a conduit to, to merge multinational corporations with government leaders, supports the New World Order where BRICS manufacturers G7 Innovations, well, it, it supports the New World Order where BRICS manufactures and G7 Innovates with the Belt and Road Supply Chain Paris Agreement regulations to mandate where manufacturing is allowed, and that's in China, so that multinational corporations can profit from slave labor for all of the world's goods and control the politicians and their big media mouthpieces with their money. It's no surprise that China has become the testing ground for CBDCs and mandate vaccines and social credit score systems, while the World Economic Forum corporate partners embrace ESG and DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, under the guise of climate hoaxes and China-style equity. See, when they talk about equity, they're talking about uh, like a Chinese army. They're talking about everybody is a widget and they're in power and they're in control. And it's an us-they thing. So election rigging with Soros leadership is an integral part of their operation to global dominance because... Obviously, they can't win elections fair and square with this kind of an agenda. How are they winning these elections, you might ask? I mean, did Biden really get 81 million votes? I don't think so. Are liberals really that stupid? Are they really going out enthusiastically voting for this crap, this power and control? Are they that ignorant to the truth? Or are they that ignorant that they can't get their fingers and turn the dial on their channels to date myself, use the remote control to just basically change the channel when CNN and MSNBC get caught in one lie after the next? Can't they just decipher truth from fiction? And can't they just get the right information? Or are they constantly proven wrong? over and over again and still just don't get it. I mean, at some point, you got to say shame on you to your Democrat friends and family that just keep on voting for this crap. You know, because there are people like that that are just voting Democrat because they were told to. Yeah, I've always voted Democrat. That's My parents told me to do it. I I just do it. It's like, well, the Democrat Party has changed, dude. It's changed. It's no longer your grandpa's Democrat party. It's no longer the party of JFK, okay? Because right now, RFK, Robert Kennedy Jr., running for the Democrats, he'll never get it because, again, the globalist movement and the World Economic Forum and the corporate partners of you know everything we just talked about is the financier for both parties. And that's why Ron McDaniel is a rhino. And that's why the Democrat leadership bows to the globalists. It's not about the American voter anymore. It's about the ballot and how to win elections for the grand poobah in Brussels or in Davos or wherever the heck he is. But somewhere along the way, he's a white man running the show over at the World Economic Forum, blending uh, political leaders with corporate leaders. That's all it is. And you take a look at uh, each annual um, uh, snapshot of the World Economic Forum. It's as white as a ghost. There's no diversity, equity, and inclusion there. Just like there isn't any diversity, equity, inclusion at Nancy Pelosi's vineyard with Paul Pelosi and his lovers. So, yeah, you know, this is, uh, you know, when you take a look at China and how they're doing all these things, it's because China has tyranny. They don't have a U.S. Constitution, so they can they can do test runs on how things work. And then um, we can learn uh, the globalists learn from that. Right. And then they apply it in the West. And that's what's happening These CBDCs, these social credit score systems, these vaccine mandates are all being test trialed on human guinea pigs called Chinese citizens. And it's done by the CCP. So don't think for one second that China is our enemy. Because our country has become a globalist country. And China is a partner. And the partnership involves their slave labor. And we are the innovators. We're the high, highly, we're the smart people. We're the developed people. We're the, we're the educated people. We're the scientists. We are the innovators. We are in control of the patents and the blueprints. And guess who's going to manufacture all that crap? It's going to be China. Until China gets so strong that they could actually use their military to take both. They're like, okay, not only do we do the manufacturing, but we're all, we're also going to take your patents too. And if you don't like it, lump it. And it doesn't help that the Biden crime family is selling out to China every step of the way. But let's take a listen to uh, Klaus Schwab. Because he is at the root of all evil in this effort by the globalists.
0: The World Economic Forum has uh, been um, involved in China since 1979, uh, and we have been part of um, the development of this country now for nearly 30 years. I uh, respect uh, China's achievements which are tremendous over the last uh, over 40 years. I think it's um, a role model for many countries. The Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of
3: countries. We have been part of um, the development of this country now for nearly 30
0: years.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know, Trudeau, what did Trudeau say? Trudeau... uh, said something very favorable to China. Um Envies, he envied, uh, envy China. Um, you know, efficiency in getting things done. I was going to try to find that, uh, clip because it's actually kind of, uh, related to that. But, um, let's see if I could find it real quick. And, uh, Right here, I think this is it.
3: Michael Chong. Michael Chong said that your national security advisor did see a report about China targeting MPs. You said CSIS did not share that information. What's the breakdown here? Who dropped the ball? Well,
2: First of all, let me reiterate that it's absolutely unacceptable. No, that's not going to be it. But but he did. He did say it, you know, that he envies. uh, Trudeau envies China. Right. And um, and it was the Bushes, the Bushes that uh, actually. The Bushes are the ones that uh, worked with Klaus Schwab to actually. Get that done. Uh, here it is.
0: Justin Trudeau's popularity in the polls is a problem for the conservatives and they'll take.
2: Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them. Uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go green as fast as we need to start, you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility
1: that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted
2: uh, that
1: I find quite interesting. Trudeau's
2: rival. Well, see, there it is, right? And he is a disciple of uh, Klaus Schwab. And, uh, (laughs) you know, what can you say? But... One final piece to this whole thing. When I said it was about us and them, listen to Chelsea Clinton, who's, you just know she's positioning herself to run for president, and she's going to have Hillary uh, right by her side every step of the way. But let's take a listen to this. I'm going to probably pause and, and interpret a couple of things here, so forgive me, but What she's saying is complete nonsense. It's not poignant. It's not that important. It's the key buzzwords that she says that is sort of um, allowing you to see exactly how she sees you and how she sees the government. Okay? And remember what I said about the government and science. You know, government can control science and then they can control you Uh, in the name of public safety. I said that last week they use like, you know, because if you do, yeah, we could chip away at free speech because we could say you can't yell fire in a theater because that would result in a stampede and people can get hurt in the name of public safety. You can't yell fire in a theater. Okay, got it. That's reasonable. All right. They bombed the. Uh, they uh, after nine eleven, you know, with the Patriot Act supposed to be temporary, supposed to be for just foreign adversaries. Okay, got it. Next thing you know, it's all all in our business, right? And it's it's it was uh, planned, and it was emer- emerging at the same time that social media was, and they exploited every opportunity that they could to infringe on our civil liberties, right? That's what they did, and. So they look, at, they look at these things, and this is all under the Bush regime, too, a lot of this stuff. The World Economic Forum, China, being, being declared a developing nation, allowed in the World Trade Organization. All of this stuff was a boon to China, thanks to Bush, the Bushes. But let's take a listen, and we'll give a little play-by-play to Chelsea Clinton.
3: I do think, though, you know, when you ask about.
2: First, she says, I do think, right? And when you ask.
3: I do think, though, you know, when you ask about the role of public private partnerships, kind of.
2: She's public, you're private.
3: Uh, after the last few years, I think we spend so much time, understandably, uh, focused on the mRNA vaccines and technologies. I spend a lot of time thinking about. Uh,
2: so when she says we spend a lot of time on focusing on mRNAs, uh, I don't. I don't like mRNAs, right? And she, she says, I spend a um, lot.
3: They're really uh, unfortunate, to try to use a not uh, too judgmental word, um, kind of rise in not only kind of vaccine hesitancy and questioning, but outright kind of um, rejection of vaccines and of kind of science and the scientific kind of process. and all.
2: So she's basically saying it's unfortunate that you are being skeptical, not believing us that the science is right and the mRNAs are great and that we... So this is basically, Chelsea Clinton announces, and that the, the headline to this uh, audio that you're hearing is, Chelsea Clinton announces the, in quotes, the Big Catch-Up Initiative, which will be the largest childhood immunization effort ever. We need the public sector to hopefully stop doing things like stripping away public health emergency powers from state public health agencies where working with WHO, the Gates foundation and others to hopefully have the largest childhood immunization effort ever over the next 18 months to catch as many kids up as possible. I would say to inf- affect their, their uh, hormones affect their puberty affect their menstrual cycles affect their ability to have children? All of these questions aren't being addressed. And frankly, uh, there's a lot of evidence that indicates that these mRNAs impact negatively, not just myocarditis, but the whole reproduction system. Uh, to, and, and And by the way, she supports the group, the World Economic Forum, and everybody that's part of their disciples. She supports global depopulation as does bill gates as we all know right so she supports depopulation and she wants you to take this drug and shove it in your arm for all kids uh so that they can't bear children i mean is that crazy or what
3: also too often on our scientists our epidemiologists our frontline healthcare workers and so I do think um, we need to have a much more robust conversation um, and sense of urgency uh, because I think we are less prepared today than we were arguably um, in January of 2020, partly because of the kind of um, lack of, of trust and confidence in, uh, in not only our scientists, um, but in, in science itself, um, and certainly.
2: So, trust the science
3: in the public health professionals. And so I think we need kind of the public sector to hopefully stop doing things like stripping away public health emergency powers from state public health agencies. But we also need the private sector to help candidly, like do a better job of helping explain kind of the science um, that you are already.
2: So so the medical doctors need to do a better job pushing the agenda. Right. And the media needs to do a better job explaining this narrative. They need more propaganda. That's what they want, and they're also saying that the public sector needs more power. That's what she just said there. That's what she just said, right there.
3: State public health agencies, we also need the private sector to help.
2: Right here, That's candidly, awesome. like do
3: lack of of trust and confidence in uh, in not only our scientists no um, but in in science itself, um, and certainly in the public health professionals. And so I think we need kind of the public sector to hopefully stop doing things like stripping away public health emergency powers from state public health agencies. But we also need the private sector to help candidly like do a better job of helping explain kind of the science um, that you are already commercializing and bringing to market but also what you're working on and, and help us kind of in the broader conversation um, not be uncomfortable with the discomfort of uncertainty Um, And so I do think we need really good ideas for how best to do that um, because we all deserve to hopefully not be as unprepared as I worry we are um, at the moment. And the last thing I'll say is a a new effort that we're a part of uh, is the new initiative launched by the World Health Organization last week to try to catch kids up on their routine immunizations. In 2021 alone, more than 25 million kids under the age of one missed at least one routine immunization and so we're working with WHO and the Gates Foundation and others uh, to hopefully have the largest uh, kind of childhood immunization effort ever over the next 18 months to catch as many kids up as possible um, because no one should die of polio or measles or pneumonia including in this country where we also need people to be vaccinating their kids.
2: Yeah well why don't you start with the southern border lady. Um, why don't you start with the southern border where we're allowing all these people without polio vaccines to come into our country? And all, all of a sudden we're getting all these um, uh, diseases that we've had a handle on once upon a time. But because the corporate corporations that pay uh, the politicians off and advertise with the media companies one open borders because they profit from the slave labor that's coming in domestically see it's not just the slave labor in china that manufactures and then sends the products on ships through the belt and road initiative um that that are uh, in large part owned by people like uh Mitch McConnell and his wife Elaine Chao using their company called the Formos Group but they they have more they they want more they want that dishwasher they want that um uh, meat packing person they want that landscaper they want the uber and lyft drivers they want all these this cheap labor that's going to work in um making the cheerios uh was one of the reports uh working uh miners working all night shifts for next to nothing off the books Speaking of off the books, though, that's where the Bidens came in. The Bidens came in to working off the books as well. So, again, we could dissect that. We know what they're up to, folks. We know what they're up to. All right, we got a lot more uh, to talk about. I have a whole different section set up. I set it up for today, but I'm, we're going to probably do this part tomorrow, um, which is we're going to do a deep dive into West Exec – Anthony Blinken and the whole board of West Exec is in the Biden cabinet. One of the big problems that we're learning about now is that um, Biden is setting the stage to pardon Hunter Biden. How do you like those apples? How do you like that? So Biden is setting the stage for pardoning Hunter as he frames potential DOJ. Well, that's an interesting little dynamic because um, that would make sense that he would do that uh, to protect his son. Biden's setting the stage for pardoning Hunter as he frames potential DOJ chain charges as political witch hunt. That's how he's framing it. So Biden denied that a potential Hunter indictment would have any impact on his presidency. Of course, that's BS. Well, it's not BS because he's got the media to cover for him, right? So so he could just throw a pardon, the case closed, and then next thing you know, um, the media just acts like it never happened. Comer warns of A.G. Garland lightweight indictment to block larger investigation into the Biden crime family real crimes. Uh, so... Basically what's happening there is that you have uh, – Biden, Hunter Biden is being like brought up on charges of like illegal gun possession or he lied on a gun form. And it's sort of like a misdemeanor kind of thing, right? And they're going to try to get him on like a couple of years of like tax uh, mistakes and and some other things. Just minor stuff. And they're going to say they're making this out to be some sort of witch. You know, of course, we know that there's so much more going on here, right? And and uh, Maria Bartiroma, again, I wasn't watching Fox News; I was watching it at the gym. And uh, over the weekend, on Sunday morning, I, uh, I'm at the treadmill and I'm watching Maria. And um, in any case, that th- this is uh, this is the play. This is the play that Hunter uh, that that's going on with the Bidens. Uh, and it's already been uh, established that Biden is setting the stage for pardoning Hunter. All right, so this is going to be the next thing, and then the other part is going to be the AG Garland is going to pull a fast one. He's going to issue well. What Comer threatened uh, AG Garland about was he said AG Garland, do not indict Hunter Biden before Wednesday. This Wednesday. There's going to be a big announcement by Comer. He's going to have all the receipts of all the LLCs that were playing a role in laundering money for the Biden crime family. It's huge. And I don't know how this pardon can work if Joe Biden himself is guilty as sin. You can't pardon yourself, I don't believe. So... Let's see what happens. And the other thing this this week that's a big deal is we have a debt ceiling crisis. And uh, they're toying around with uh, um, putting a freeze on Title 42 going away uh, for the open border debacle. Uh, And what they would do there is they would uh, buy another 12 weeks to negotiate a debt ceiling. They would give 12 weeks uh, to raise the debt ceiling, but they would negotiate uh, uh, limited spending, you know, basically limiting your spending. Senate has 43 votes. It needs 41 to, you know, to block an end of cloture to limit future spending, to debate the, uh, the limits on future spending while raising the debt ceiling to avoid a government shutdown. So Mike Lee is heading that up. I I thought that Kevin McCarthy made a good point in this little quick tidbit. Let's take a listen.
1: A debt ceiling is like giving your child a credit card and you hit the limit. Would you automatically just raise the limit or would you first look at how they spent their money? We're raising the limit responsibly, but we're looking at our fiscal house and curving the waste, limiting the growth in the future, saving us uh, taxpayer money, but also growing the economy by making us energy independent and getting us cutting red tape so we can
2: build things in America. All right. So that's that. All right. So let's get to a couple of clips. There's some really, really excellent uh, sound bites I have that I want to play. And we're going to start with this. Let's take a listen. This is uh, Maria with Congressman and uh, uh, Oversight Chairman Comer.
0: Well, Senator Grassley and I uh, received uh, a tip Uh, On a whistleblower, Senator Grassley was was the lead in this. Uh, We reviewed documents uh, from the legally protected whistleblower, highly credible whistleblower uh, that would implicate Joe Biden in a pay for play scheme uh, in uh, uh, trying to uh, set up a deal to receive funds to he and his family uh, in exchange for foreign policy decisions. Now, that fits a pattern, Maria, of what we've seen with these bank records. And on Wednesday, we're going to present to the American people uh, all the information that we've received thus far pertaining to bank records. Uh, we're going to disclose many of the different LLCs, uh, many of the different transactions that all these different Biden family members have gotten from our adversaries around the world. Now, we don't believe this was just a coincidence that all these Biden family members were receiving uh, money from these this web of LLCs into their personal bank accounts. We believe this was done in exchange for something that uh, then Vice President Biden and and now President Biden uh, would have done. So uh, this whistleblower is going to provide some very crucial information to our investigation, and we've given the FBI until May the tenth to produce this document. So the ball is in the FBI's court with respect to this whistleblower.
4: You, you are sure that this document exists?
0: 100%.
4: What if they don't release the document by May 10th? What if they decide to indict Hunter Biden for having a gun illegally before your press conference?
0: My message to the Department of Justice is very loud and clear. Do not indict Hunter Biden before Wednesday when you have the opportunity to see the evidence that the House Oversight Committee will produce with respect to the web of LLCs, with respect to the number of adversarial countries that this family influence peddled in. This is not just about the president's son. This is about the entire Biden family, including the president of the United States. So we believe there are a whole lot of accounts that the IRS, and the DOJ don't know about because we don't believe they've done a whole lot of digging in this. And we have. Uh, we've spent the past hundred days pouring over bank documents. I've used subpoena power to get these bank documents. We've been meeting with uh, former associates of the Bidens in their different influence peddling schemes. We've been meeting with whistleblowers. We know exactly uh, what this family was doing. And by all accounts from the, the media reports that we're getting, What they're looking at charging Hunter Biden on is a a slap on the wrist. It's a drop in the bucket. So Wednesday will be a very big day uh, for the American people in getting the facts presented to them so that they can know the truth. And then the Department of Justice can finally do what they should have done years ago. What? Well... Obviously, the president's sons committed many crimes. Many crimes. I mean, you're you're looking at potential money laundering. Jonathan Turley comes on Fox all the time and talks about uh, he was essentially a foreign agent for countries like China. Uh, he's an unregistered foreign agent. You know, there's, those are serious crimes. You've got the possible racketeering. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And again, Maria, it's not just the president's son. And we don't believe these countries were paying the Biden family. For nothing. We believe they were getting a return on their investment and the return on the investment would have been policy decisions for then Vice President Joe Biden and current President Joe Biden.
4: How much money do you believe the Biden family has taken in? How much money have you been able to identify of cash going to Biden family members?
0: Well, we're going to dive into that on Wednesday, but it's uh, millions and millions of dollars. I can say that. Hopefully people will pay attention on on Wednesday when we have this press conference and they can see actual bank records. So, you know, another thing that's important to note with this investigation, Maria, and I think we'll make it even more interesting on Wednesday, is more and more evidence is pointing towards Joe Biden. I mean, obviously, Joe Biden was was involved in all these things, despite the fact that he's lied to the American people, despite the fact that uh, his press secretary continues to lie about it. We've already produced. One wire from one LLC, uh, totaling over a million dollars to four different Biden family members. And now we're going to produce uh, an additional five Biden family members, more countries, more LLCs, more bank accounts. I mean, this thing is much bigger than anyone would have ever predicted. And it all points towards Joe Biden, the big guy.
4: This is just incredible. So is this money laundering? Is this racketeering? It, it, what? They were just taking money and changing policy decisions and announcing uh, policy decisions on behalf of America and pocketing the cash.
0: Yeah. The LLCs were set up to disguise the sender of the money and to deceive the IRS so they wouldn't have to pay taxes uh, or else the countries would have just wired the money directly to the Biden's. But they tried to do it through a web of LLCs. Uh, I was a director of a bank for over a decade. There's a term that banks shoes for that. It's called money laundering. And obviously the bank violations that we looked at at Treasury, many banks suspected the same thing. So the Department of Justice has a whole menu of options to go after this family on, not just the president's son, but this family. And it's not going to be lying on a gun application or not paying taxes for one or two calendar years. I don't think they realize how many different LLCs and how much different money the Bidens laundered into their personal accounts. So there's a whole lot of information here for the Department of Justice to use. And by all accounts, I don't think they're aware of, of the majority of it.
4: One of the... Critical decisions that this president made uh, during the first couple of weeks of his presidency was to cancel the China initiative. This is a Trump era initiative, which was actually indicting those people who were getting paid by communist China to send intellectual property and information from America back to China. Uh, Secretary Pompeo closed down the entire Houston embassy over the surveillance and and that uh, as well as others. Is the China initiative cancellation one of those decisions that Joe Biden got paid for?
0: Well, it's very suspicious why he did it. I mean, this is this is one of the worst decisions with respect to national security that Joe Biden made as president. And he did it right out of the bat. And, and the, the person that he had uh, that at the time that was making the pitch to the FBI to drop the China initiative because they said it was racially profiling Asian students. Uh, was the then president of the University of Pennsylvania, who is now uh, Biden's appointee as ambassador to Germany, and remember the University of Pennsylvania was getting tens of millions of dollars from anonymous donations from China, Maria? This stinks to high heaven. The amount of money that China has sent Biden and Biden family uh, entities has has apparently impacted many. Decisions that, that this administration has made that were adversarial to every American. Our national security is at risk because of bad policy decisions that Joe Biden made that put China first and America last. And for me to see all these bank records and all these deposits from the Chinese Communist Party directly to the Biden family members. I mean, it, it's pretty disgusting. And and I can't wait until Wednesday to present this to the American people. And I'm anxious to see how the mainstream media Covers this because the New York Post, Washington, uh, the New York Times, Washington Post, uh, MSNBC, NBC, ABC. I don't even think they covered the whistleblower that Senator Grassley and I uh, presented.
1: They didn't even cover
0: that. I mean, that's a pretty big story. A credible whistleblower.
4: Yeah, comes uh,
0: that's forward and says the Vice President of the United States was was trying to shake down a foreign national in exchange for for foreign policy decisions.
4: Another decision that we've discussed in the past was that memorandum of understanding that Biden signed as vice president back in 2013 that allowed hundreds of Chinese companies to trade on U.S. exchanges and not follow any U.S. auditing rules that enabled these companies to enter America and get huge money raising from U.S. investors. Was that one of the decisions?
0: Well, I mean, that's another very bad decision that put China first and America last. I mean, you, you know this, Maria. I used to watch you on CNBC all the time. I mean, a publicly traded company has to go through so many compliance requirements, so many auditing requirements, and, and he just, with the struggle with the pen, allows Chinese companies to go in and bypass all this. It puts China at another competitive advantage over the United States in attracting American capital. I mean, this president has, has always— America last and China first? And I think the walls are coming in on this family. And Wednesday is going to be a big day with respect to transparency Uh, and with respect to credibility of congressional investigations.
4: Real quick before you go, I'll be focused on Wednesday. And we certainly want to get you back after that press conference. But what if they do not adhere to this? What if they refuse to turn over that memo? What are you going to do about Merrick Garland, the head of the DOJ? What about Christopher Ray at the FBI? Will you move to subpoena, impeach? What can you do? What levers do you have if they say, no, we're not giving you any document?
0: Well, Senator, and Gra- Senator Grassley and I have a plan B. Uh, we hope to not have to employ plan B, but uh, we will. So i am still got uh, a little bit of confidence in the majority of the employees at the FBI and the DOJ. Not the top. I lost confidence in the top a long time ago. But hopefully there will be enough people that will put pressure on the leadership to do the right thing. and be.
2: So he has a plan B. That's good news. And uh, I, wanna, I want you to hear just a little bit of this one. We're probably going to have to pick this up again tomorrow. But um, let's take a listen to this.
4: America First Legal released records uh, showing uh, deals between uh, Communist Stephen China Miller, and American the Biden first family. Legal. What can you tell us about these records that America First Legal uh, has been getting through the first uh, Freedom of Information Act?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we filed a Freedom of Information Act request for Vice President Biden's records pertaining to all things Hunter and Rosemont Seneca, the, the Hunter firm. And we've now received – since we filed that FOIA and since we filed a lawsuit to compel document production, we've now received three tranches of emails that have been stunning, whether it's been showing the vice president's use of personal email, which is, of course, forbidden – but also showing extensive, continuous collaboration and communication between the vice president's government office and Hunter Biden and his advisors. You cannot tell where Hunter Biden's consulting from ends and where Joe Biden's office begins. They com- communicated and coordinated on press statements, on official foreign travel and foreign visits. You had Hunter Biden meeting with and talking with Tony Blinken before major foreign trips abroad and you have to ask yourselves, what were they talking about? What were they discussing? What is Hunter Biden discussing with Joe Biden's advisors? And that's something that's going to have to be determined if the House is able to get these individuals under oath in a deposition to ask those questions. But clearly these conversations were not about the weather. They were not about child care. They were not about vacation plans. This is about enriching the Biden family using the power of the state. Well, there
4: were certain uh, memos that were shielded from you because they said the government said that they were about government business. So how ironic! Yes. I mean, how yeah, could it be about shocking. government business if it's about Hunter Biden's business?
1: That's exactly right. So one of the one of the documents that we got back specifically said, we cannot, this all blacked out, we cannot give you any of the material in these emails because these Hunter Biden discussions pertain to the official business of government and advice and counsel provided by the president or the vice president and his advisors at the highest levels of government. This is official activity, we can't share it. it that, that, that shield is an admission that what they are doing is using the Biden business to, to conduct foreign affairs. That is a complete betrayal of the American people. And you combine that with yeah. the shocking revelations that James Comer has put forward about the web of LLCs that has apparently been used to get around U.S. tax law. Hello, IRS and that has been used quite clearly to enrich the Biden family, 10% for the big guy, you combine the money-making scheme with what we have uncovered in these emails. You can read them all yourself at aflegal.org. We've put them all out there. And what you may have is the single biggest foreign corruption scandal in American history wow. that now reaches all the way to the Oval Office.
2: And he goes on to say uh, something that we're going to hear uh, uh, more about, and that is that the best way to get the unredacted versions of this big government cover-up is to go through an impeachment of A.G. Merrick Garland, and I would say do the same thing with Mayorkas with regard to the open borders, and then you, they will be compelled to deliver documents that they are refusing to deliver at this moment. That's going to be the next shoe to drop. And uh, with that, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out org. Find out how we're advancing America First policies. To make America great again, make a donation if you can, please. And also use Red State over at mypillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time. Just a On the ring, goodbye, buddy.